Welcome to the news from the Permaculture Podcast for the week of August 28, 2023. The news is an ongoing series of updates on permaculture and permaculture-related topics, with commentary on how to consider the changes we can make in the world as permaculture practitioners, and the impacts that the information from the news can have on our practices. In this episode are updates on the growing investment into sustainable and regenerative agriculture, how agrivoltaics is bridging the political divide in America, and on rewilding efforts in Argentina. First up is that Farmland LP, an investment fund that converts farmland from conventional use to sustainable methods, which currently manages 16,000 acres and $250 million in assets, is looking to make an additional investment of $250 million in organic and regenerative agriculture. This move will double their current portfolio on America's West Coast, with operations in California, Oregon, and Washington. I share this not because of what Farmland LP in particular is doing, but because, for most of the last decade, I've heard that there was money being moved from conventional ag to regenerative and sustainable operations, but most of that was outside of the global north, and even then, those announcements were met with little fanfare. This announcement regarding Farmland LP shows that there is still interest in funding operations that move us further away from mechanized chemical agriculture to means and methods that support a carbon-neutral, regenerative future. As this becomes more widespread, I see additional opportunities for permaculture practitioners to tap into these resources to financially bolster our methods. The more money that's moved away from chemical agriculture and invested in regenerative methods opens the door for us as permaculture practitioners to take advantage of these changes in the market and marketplace. Agrivoltaics is a form of renewable energy development that combines agriculture and photovoltaic solar panels by encouraging farmers to install solar panels on their agricultural land. After years of making practical and environmental sense, this movement is catching on and bringing together partisan lawmakers. For those on one side of the political aisle, they see it as a win for the environment, while the other see it as a win for agriculture, because agrivoltaics are now making business sense for farmers and helping to insulate their bottom line. You can read more in the article from cleantechnica.com, linked in the show notes. I'm interested in agrivoltaics, not because of the work that it does to bring politicians together, but because of something the architect Bob Tice said to me many years ago, which I'll paraphrase from memory, there are beautiful pieces of land out there that don't need us. Rather than develop new projects that require cutting down forests or clearing prairies, let's move to putting local power generation and storage wherever it will fit. Whether that's rooftops, parking structures, or farm fields, the amount of solar energy needed to power the entire world using current technologies that are only 16 to 20% efficient, is minuscule compared to all the places we currently inhabit. If we were to incorporate agrivoltaics on just 8% of the farmland in the United States, it could generate enough electricity to cover the world's current electricity use. I know there are a lot of technical and logistical hurdles to create, deliver, and install that many panels, and then to connect, transmit, and store the energy for when it's needed. But the more I look into distributing sustainable power generation within and among our communities, it just makes sense. We can prepare for the descent of fossil fuels, 
Get ready for a carbon neutral, or better yet, negative future. By investing in where we are with what we have already, it doesn't require a magical solution or any incredible breakthroughs. As much as I would love to see a breakthrough in fusion power, it's not necessary. Just like with growing food, we have the tools, we have the techniques, we have the ability to achieve all of this right now. Argentina's newest nature reserve, Patagonia Park, is helping this region in the extreme south of the country to move away from ranching and into ecotourism in order to rewild the area. Since formally establishing the park in 2014, it's now become a home to a range of wildlife, including the puma. Covering 60,000 hectares already, Rewilding Argentina sees this as the first step in a larger project that will require tripling the amount of land as part of the reserve so that they can create a continuous wildlife corridor from Patagonia Park west to the border with Chile. I love rewilding efforts like this because, though they can take a great deal of political will to implement and involve structures to manage the clashes that can come between those who currently use the land and its more wild inhabitants, they work. If we create habitat and restore the ecosystem, nature can and will take care of the rest. These last two items, on agrivoltaics and rewilding in Patagonia, remind me of a book I had to read for a class many years ago, Cities in the Wilderness, A New Vision of Land Use in America, by former Secretary of the Interior Bruce Babbitt. I was ultimately let down by this book, as I found it was more about vision, with not enough on how to practically get from idea to implementation. But when I read it, I wasn't as steeped in permaculture as I am now. I've always had this dream of cities surrounded by green spaces, parks, and places to grow food. Though there's still work to be done, I think that permaculture is the way for us to get there. That we can live with one another, tread more lightly where we walk in nature, and give space to the whole biome. Permaculture can allow us to build cities in the wilderness so that all life can be free. But those are just my thoughts on this in a few minutes today. If you have any news for me or comments on today's episode or any others in the archives, get in touch. Call 717-827-6266, email show at thepermaculturepodcast.com, you can head over to the Permaculture Podcast website at thepermaculturepodcast.com, click on contact, and send me a direct message. Or, if you prefer, you can drop something in the mail. The Permaculture Podcast, P.O. Box 2509, Falls Church, Virginia, 22042. Until the next time, spend each day reducing your reliance on fossil fuels and rewilding the little piece of the world you call home while taking care of Earth, yourself, and each other.